And today we're going to talk about a subject that is extremely exciting and yet very controversial. That is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And millions and millions and millions of Christians have experienced it for themselves and know exactly that it's true and real. So today, I'm going to take you through my journey on how I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, how I went through the scriptures and figured out by the power of the Holy Spirit, obviously, the Holy Spirit guided and directed me in the scriptures. I'm going to give you my scriptural journey, and it's going to answer every question, almost every question that you might have, but we're afraid to ask. And so, also, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about the confrontation I had with my pastor, and how that went, <laughs> and because that was really cool. And we're also gonna reveal to you the secret scriptures that hardly no one ever quotes, but it tells you plainly and distinctly that the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is for every single person that commits their life to Christ, because. You need it. All right. Hi there. Woo. Yes. Holy Spirit Reality Ministries is on the air. I am Minister Jerry, and I'm affectionately known as Prophet Jay. So glad to be here today. We are going to give that devil a black eye. Two, actually. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. All right. So like I said in the opening introduction, we we're going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, is when the Holy Spirit immerses you in, in him, in him, in himself, because he's the third part of the Trinity. He immerses you in himself and you become bold and powerful in the holy ghost and you get your prayer language with by which you can pray those perfect prayers to the father of heaven you can pray those perfect prayers and the devil doesn't know what you're praying it's the greatest weapon you can use one of your greatest weapons uh, you've got many, but that is one that's with you everywhere you go and it shows you that the Holy Spirit is real and powerful and working in your life. Now, the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, I'm going to start out by kind of showing you a little bit about what it's all about. First of all, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit and He immerses you in Himself, it releases that prayer language in you. And it prayer language, once it's released, you can pray in the Spirit whenever you want provided you practice with it and work with it all the time. So you're just like a faucet. You turn it on or turn it off as you desire because you can go from English to praying in tongues. And I'm going to do that right now just to demonstrate. And then I can go right back to English. See, if I was praying for somebody and ministering to them, I can do that quietly over them and they will, you know, be praying, I'll be praying in the Spirit. I may not know exactly what I'm praying, but the Father does, and it does release the power of the Spirit because it's the language of the Spirit. Your head's not involved. It comes from your belly, as it says in John. So let's go through these scriptures. Let's go through my journey, because I want to tell you, it was an exciting journey. Now, I want to tell you what happened. So the first thing I want to say is I was born again, like I said, when I was 13 years old. And when I received 
you know, Jesus as my Savior, and, and I made him my Savior, and I walked with him, and I talked with him, and I did all of that. I prayed. I went to the altar. I gave my heart to Jesus. I wanted to be a Christian. I wanted to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I thought, because I had received Jesus, because I believe in the Trinity, I, you know, in my mind, I was saying, okay, well, if I got Jesus, I got the Holy Spirit. So what I really wanted to know was because I was a Trinitarian and because I believed that if I had Jesus, I had the Holy Spirit, is I want to understand what this baptism of the Holy Spirit was, because in the Bible, it talks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist was the first one to come out and say, I, there was one who will come after me whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I read that and I thought to myself, well, Okay, so does that mean I get the baptism when I'm born again? Because it says you have to be born of water, which is birth from, you know, being flesh. You have to be a human. And then I have to be born of the Spirit, which I knew meant I had to be born of the Spirit of God, which was which represented Jesus. So I was like, I'm listening to that, and I'm going, okay, well, I must have the Holy Spirit because I got Jesus. I know I got Jesus in my heart. I asked him into my heart. I asked him to forgive me. I'm walking the narrow path as best I can. I'm denying myself. I'm taking on my cross. I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to do to be saved and to be worthy of heaven. And then I thought to myself, because I know that through the blood of Jesus, I'm made worthy. It wasn't my work, works, but I still have to work out my salvation with fear and trembling, just like the Bible told me to. So I was working it out, and I was following Jesus and walking with him, walking repentant, taking up my cross, doing what I was supposed to do as a Christian, and I was maintaining myself, walking in holiness. See, all those things I tried, that's what I was doing. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so now I got the Holy Spirit. And then I kept reading about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I said, well, how come it says that I have to get baptized in the Holy Spirit if I already have the Holy Spirit. So there was the problem. There lied the problem. Okay? So then I went to Luke chapter 11, and I read this exchange. And starting with 13, it says, If ye being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to them who ask him? And I thought to myself, what the heck? I already asked Jesus into my heart. Why do I ask, ask the Father for the Holy Spirit too? Is this like a second thing I got to do or something? So I wasn't really sure about this. But I did know, I did know that if Jesus was going to baptize me with the Holy Spirit, and when I got saved and I got born again, like it says in John 3, 3, you can't enter the kingdom of God if you're not born again. You ain't going to heaven if you ain't born again. Now, this is what I've been taught. That's what I've been read. I see it in the scriptures. That's what it says. So I said, okay, good. I got that down. But what about this? Because this says I can ask the Father for the Holy Spirit and he'll give him to me. But I thought I already had the Holy Spirit. So, sounds a bit confusing, right? So I said, I asked the question, what's the next logical question you could ask would be what does the holy spirit do when you get saved now this is an interesting thought because i'm thinking to myself well i got jesus i must have the holy spirit so i went and i looked in the scriptures and i found my answer in ephesians 1 in ephesians 1 says when you believed 
the gospel of your salvation, and you received him, I'm going to paraphrase, but it'll go up on the screen. It says, when you believed, you received him, and that received the gospel of your salvation. When you did that, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. And then in Romans 2, it talks about how the Spirit does circumcision of the heart. And I said, okay, so now I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit, and my heart's been circumcised for Christ. And then there's another place where it says, I was also sealed for the day of redemption. So I read these, and I'm thinking, okay, so I'm sealed because I believed. I'm in circumcised of heart, which means I'm committed to Jesus. And I've been sealed for the day of redemption, which means I'm sealed so that I'm secure in my salvation. So the Holy Spirit did all these things for me in salvation. But it seems that I lacked the baptism because here's the key. The baptism, when you get born again, you get baptized in water, right? But it doesn't happen automatically. I mean, when you receive Jesus and you become born again, they don't, come out and dump a bucket of water on you and say you're baptized or the holy spirit or the it doesn't come out of the out of the heavens and water doesn't fall on you and you get drenched in water and say okay you're baptized in jesus it didn't happen automatically all right so i couldn't figure this out so i knew because i had to ask the pastor to come you know i want to be baptized in water and then he had to put me in water now the same thing applies to the father I said I had accepted Jesus and was going to walk with him, but now I need to be baptized. I need to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. So I want to understand, how does that happen? So the next place I went was Acts chapter 2. I realized that in Acts chapter 2, the same thing. They had the promise of the Holy Spirit, which John the Baptist had stated, and Jesus had reiterated that he was going to send the Helper, the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete, all of those things, to the disciples, apostles, prophets, all the people who believed. And there they were in the upper room. In fact, in Luke, it says right in there, it quotes again, wait for me in Jerusalem, tarry with me in Jerusalem, so that when, until the Holy Spirit has come upon you, until the power has come upon you, and when the power has come upon you, you will receive, in Acts 1.8, it says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power, and you should be my witnesses. Okay, great. So I'm waiting for that to happen. All right? I'm, I'm saying, okay, I was a believer. Now I'm sitting here, okay, God, I'm waiting for it to fall on me. I figured out that it has to fall on me. But I thought to myself, where else in the Bible is there another way that the Holy Spirit came? Is there any other way besides falling on you? Am I just supposed to walk around for the rest of my Am I just supposed to walk around for the rest of my life and wait for the Holy Spirit to fall on me? I thinking that doesn't sound quite right, but anyways, let's go on and I'll tell you what happened. So I was searching the scriptures for more about the Holy Spirit and being baptized and also the speaking of tongues. So I was trying to figure this all out. So I went to Acts chapter 19, and here's what I found out. Because in Acts chapter 19 is a perfect example of the dilemma that I was in. So let's see what that says. 
It says, And it came to pass, while Apollos was at Corinth, and Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. Okay, so these guys were already disciples. And he said unto them, Listen to this question. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Now, there we go. Same question again. I had received Jesus already. I had become born again already. And I assumed, and I knew from what I told you before, that I was sealed and that I was circumcised uh, of heart and that I was sealed for the day of redemption, that my salvation was secure. But Paul asked these disciples whom also had believed if they had received the Holy Spirit. So I knew at this point, I started to put it all together. In Luke chapter 11, it says, I could ask for the Holy Spirit and he'd give it to me. And then I know that the disciples had to wait for the Holy Spirit in Jerusalem and it fell on them. And then I noticed here, he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit? So after putting all this together, I, saw, I said, oh my gosh, this is something I need. And this is something I can ask for. And this is something I can receive. It made perfect sense because I wasn't following the doctrines of men. I was following the scriptures. See, that's where the problem comes in. So as I looked at this, I said, hey, here's what I need to do. So what happens when Paul says this? These guys, what did they reply? This is the craziest conversation I've ever heard. He says, we haven't heard if there is a Holy Spirit. Can you believe that? This is first century. I mean, after all the stuff that went on, these guys didn't know that the Holy Spirit was there. Come on. What the heck? So, anyways, what, uh, what happens here is Paul says they didn't know if there was a Holy Ghost. And then he said to them, unto what you baptized? And he said, well, you were baptized in John's baptism. Okay. Well, that's the baptism repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And that's what you need to go to heaven. So you can be completely saved, completely, totally, and utterly saved like I was but not be immersed and not be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So first thing that I want to tell you about this is you don't need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to be saved. Now, there are some people out there who preach that, very few. But I want you to understand something, that it doesn't matter. I guarantee you that once you seek this and once you get it, you won't ever know how you survived without it. If you've been saying, I've been a Christian for 40 years, and I don't need this, I don't need this, this isn't for today. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy, it is for today. And that's the problem, is that you keep saying this kind of stuff, and you keep telling Christians, and Christians really need this power. Because in Acts 1.8, it says, you shall receive power. I'm not power hungry, I'm Holy Spirit hungry. Because this is what I'm trying to get across to people. It's real. It's for today. And this is the only two ways that the Holy Spirit comes on you. He can fall on you when you get saved. I'm not a very, uh, not, I've heard a lot of people having that experience. Not everybody has it, but some people do. And it's very, I mean, it's very scriptural. It happened to the disciples and the apostles. But also, I want you to understand the only other way to receive it is to have men or women who are fully immersed in our baptized in the Holy Spirit, lay hands on you to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And then what happens is it goes to you. And that's exactly what Paul did. Paul laid his hands on them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. When the Holy Spirit immerses you in himself, and you become baptized in him like that, not only because you were sealed, you were 
uh, circumcised of heart and you were sealed for the day of redemption, your salvation is assured, but now you receive the power of the Holy Ghost upon you in life and you are able to walk stronger, better, faster because you have the Holy Spirit within you and coming out of you and flowing out of you through the power of that prayer language and it also releases prophecy in your life. And that's going to be another video for another time, but we are going to talk a little, we're going to do that video on that. It's coming up. But for right now, we're talking just about your prayer language, just about that perfect language that you can use to pray to the Father. Now, get this. In this time and all the stuff that I was doing, I was learning all this, and I had a church. I had become, I was between two churches. I had a church where they didn't believe in it, and I had a church where they did. And so I was going different I was going in one church in the morning and one church at night. <laughs> I was really between churches. So I went to my pastor. I had all of this ammunition because I hadn't been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet. I wanted him to try to tell me it wasn't for today. And when I went there, I went to the pastor. I made an appointment with him. I said, I'm coming there. We talked about the Holy Ghost. I said, show me in the scriptures where this is not true. I can show you, and I showed him all my verses, and I went through each verse, and I said, I see this in the scriptures. If this is for today, I said, why isn't this for today? You show me where it's not for today. Well, you know, when the disciples, it was something that birthed the church, and blah, blah, blah. And then he went on talking about the doctrines. And I said, but you can't tell me the scriptures that says passed away. You can't show me this, can you? And you know what? You know what he did? Hi there, this is Prophet Jay, and if you like what you've been hearing so far, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click that little bell so you'll get all the notifications of everything we publish. Thank you. He couldn't tell me. He couldn't show me from the scriptures. He couldn't show me in the scriptures where it's not for today. And I said, well, okay. Then I guess there's nothing more for us to talk about. So I walked out of there, and that was the morning. That was in the afternoon. In the evening, I went to the service at the other church that believed in speaking in tongues. And so when I got there, at the end of the service, when they had ministry time, I walked up to the front. This is, you know, this is old school. I walked up front to the two elders and I said, hey, I know what I, I'm here for. I've read everything. I know the scriptures. I'm ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I know it's for me. And I let them lay their hands on me and put one hand on each shoulder. And I'm telling you, man, bam, it was like a like, Bam! It was like a bolt of lightning went through me. And I don't want to scare anybody that everybody's going to have a different experience. But I tell you what, I hit the floor and the Holy Spirit just was all over me. And I started, it, I was immersed in the Holy Spirit and I started speaking in tongues. And all of a sudden, I just like I said, it's like a faucet that you can turn on and off. After that, it was like that for me. And it should be for you. Because that's the way when you know you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you what, when you get baptized after you're born again and they put you and they immerse you in water, you come up wet. That's what I did. I went down and I came up wet with the Holy Ghost, power of the Holy Ghost in my life. And that should be for you too. Everybody gets treated the same in the kingdom of God. God shows no partiality. He is no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. And you are no different than me. 
I am in no different than you in that respect. God does not treat you differently than he treats me. He loves all of us the same. He loves you as you are and accepts you that way, but he loves you too much to leave you like that. So that's what happens when the Holy Spirit comes on your life like that. It changes you. It makes you full of the Holy Ghost and full of power. Now, you don't have to do that. You can just live your Christian life however you want, but I'm telling you, is for everyone just like i told you and i and i'm telling you right now this is for everyone god shows no partiality what he'll do for me he'll do for you just like i said all right now i want to reveal to you the secret scriptures that tell you that this is for today and this is for every christian Go to Acts chapter 2, you're going to find out the secret right here. Go down to verses 37, 38, and 39. I'm going to read it out to you. It says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? While they were asking, What shall we do to be saved? And he said, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, one of every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall be, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You shall be sealed with the Holy Spirit. You shall be circumcised by the Holy Spirit. And you shall be sealed for the day of redemption. And he was talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit. It was supposed to be that. I think Peter, because of the experience he had, thought it should fall on everyone at that moment. And obviously, it didn't continue that way. But in that moment, with the amount of anointing that was released and the amount of the power of the Spirit, it says here, for the promise. Because remember, it is considered the promised Holy Spirit. That's how the Scripture refers to the Holy Spirit, the promised Holy Spirit. And he says, for this promise is unto you. And that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised through John the Baptist. And then later in John chapter 7, he says, The promise is unto you and your children and all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If you're called of the Lord, whoever you are, whether you're Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter, male or female, Greek, Barbenthian, slave or free, as the Bible says, there is no difference in anybody. All were one in Christ. We all are one in Christ. And therefore, we all can receive this gift. And as many were as far off. And when it mentions that term, it's talking about the Gentiles. And when it says, even as, the many, as, as many as the Lord will call, it means everybody. So right here, Peter expressly and profoundly shows that they shall receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can find further validation of this if you go to Acts chapter 10, when Peter visited the Gentiles and they received the Holy Spirit. The same thing happened to them. It fell on them just as it did the disciples. In fact, he even says that in Acts chapter 10. So it's for today, it's for everyone, and it's for you. All right. So that being said, and now that we went through this, I really want to I really want to talk to you a little bit about receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
I want to pray with you. I want you to receive it right now. If you've listened to this and it's convinced you, and you said, you know what? I've just been waiting for this confirmation. I've just been waiting for this to come to me. I've been waiting for someone, and it came up here. And you know what? It's divine appointment time for you. So let your, let the Holy Spirit come upon you right now. Let it fall upon you. Let him fall upon you today. And I will just pray. We'll pray a prayer, a quick prayer here. So if you are born again and you know Jesus and you're covered in the blood and you're walking with him and you've been walking with him, if you haven't done that, I would just pray this prayer with me right now. Father in heaven, I thank you that I am yours. I give myself to you 100% right now. I totally give my life to you. I turn away from the world. I repent of my sins. I submit to you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior and Lord, and I proclaim that I am your child right now, and I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I received a baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I let it be released. And so now I want to have my prayer language so I can pray those perfect, sweet prayers to the Father when I don't know when else to pray. Oh, just let him fill your heart by faith, through faith. Remember, your head's not involved. Get, close your mind away. Put, let your spirit pray. Let it go through you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if you receive the Holy Spirit, reach out to the ministry. And if you like what you've heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. I really appreciate when you do that. Remember to click that little bell so you get all the notifications of everything that we publish. And remember, I love you, and I love the body of Christ. That's why I'm doing this. It's a labor of love. We are going to see this generation be the most powerful, Holy Spirit-filled, stand-up-for-Jesus generation there ever has been. Thank you, everyone who's listened to this today. Don't forget to check out many of my other videos, and I really appreciate it. God bless you all. Thanks.